Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. With that being said, let's dive right in. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, episode 30 to be exact. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show. Did you guys miss me? I know I I did not post last week. I apologize if you were unaware of that. But you know what? This might actually be a great time to tell you that whenever I do post any kind of update about the show, I am always posting on my Instagram stories. You can follow me at James Donahue, James with two S's, Donahue, D-O-N-O-H-U-E. And on my stories, I am always posting when I post a new episode, if I have to take a week off, and I also post plenty of Giants content whenever I feel bored. Alright, enough of that crap. We got a great show for you today, folks. You know, in light of some pretty big trades that have gone down in the NOS, I personally felt like it was the perfect time to talk about why we as fans have every right to be optimistic about the future of the Giants franchise, despite playing the same division as two of the best teams in the National League. That's right, everybody. Along with explaining to you all why the Giants are still on the right path to success, I'm going to also break down some of the biggest names in the Giants farm system, And I will also try my best to illustrate how well the Giants farm system has improved over the past three years as a whole. But before we dive into all of that, there is some immediate news that needs to be covered. And it has everything to do with a new addition to the Giants 40-man roster. Alright, so let's go ahead and dive into the news and notes around our team. The Giants have signed catcher Kirk Casale to a one-year deal worth $1.5 million. In episode 27, I mentioned Casali's name as a possible backup option to Buster Posey, along with re-signing Chadwick Trump, and the Giants actually went out and did both of those things. Casali is primarily known for his defense and his ability to frame pitches. I previously mentioned that Casali finished 2020 in the 78th percentile in framing pitches, which is something we know now that the Giants are valuing as we saw during the 2020 season and also from what we heard during the Tyler Heineman interview in episode 28. Some fun facts that I think you all should know about Casali is that he was born in Walnut Creek, California, and when they were all on the Reds together, Casali caught Kevin Gosman and Anthony Descafani, but it also turns out that Casali and Mike Yastrzemski are actually best friends, so this is turning out to be quite the reunion. So what does that mean for Joey Bart? Well, we already knew that Bart would be starting next season in the minors because Farhan Zaidi has already said that. And even though I don't exactly know what the future holds, I also would not be surprised if we see Bart called up towards the end of the 2021 season. But as for now, the catchers on the 40-man roster are Buster Posey, Kirk Casale, and Chadwick Trump. 
All right, that is all the news and notes I have for the Giants right now. It's definitely a quiet offseason. Well, for the Giants, that is. And I will most definitely be keeping you updated as the offseason goes on leading up to the start of the 2021 season. But actually, something I do expect to see her coming up here soon in the month of January is the Giants figuring out how much they're going to pay Donovan Solano and Reyes Moranta. So in previous episodes, I mentioned that the Giants agreed that they're going to give contracts to those two players, but the amount is still not decided. So once the Giants, I feel like, in my opinion, once they figure out how much money they're going to give to both of those players... I suspect that there might be a little more action in the free agent market considering that they would then have a better idea of how much they could spend on that market. So until then, we're just going to have to wait and see and be patient and see what the Giants do. Okay, so if you're someone that's been staying up to date with everything that's been going on in the league during this offseason, then you've probably heard the recent news of what the Padres have done to make their team even better than it was in 2020. They went out and traded for Blake Snell and Yu Darvish, who are arguably two of the best pitchers in baseball right now. Yes, you can obviously make arguments for other names such as Trevor Bauer, but Snell and Darvish are most definitely in the top 10 in the league. These moves have not only bolstered the Padres rotation so much that you can call it the best in the league, but it also pretty much guarantees them a trip to the playoffs in 2021, in my opinion. So now that we have the two best teams in the National League and, you know, arguably the two best teams in baseball in the same division in the NL West, what does that mean for the Giants? Does this mean the Giants now have to make a big splash like signing Trevor Bauer or maybe trade away a package of prospects for one of the biggest names in baseball right now? You know, I really don't think so. Because here's the thing. Before San Diego made those blockbuster deals... It was no secret the Giants would have a tough time being one of the top teams in this division. The Dodgers, who have won eight consecutive division titles and most recently the World Series, are showing no signs of slowing down and the Padres were already one of the best teams in baseball even before trading Snell and Darvish. So with that being said, I believe the Giants front office is most definitely going to stay the course they've maintained over the past two off-seasons. And the reason for that is because of how much the farm system has improved since Farhan Zaidi has come to the Giants. The president of baseball operations signed a five-year contract with San Francisco during the offseason of 2018. And during that same offseason, the farm system that he inherited ranked 28th worst in the league. Where are they today? Well, the Giants farm system is now floating around 13th or 14th best farm system in the league, depending on who's ranking the teams. And the best part is that This revamped farm system is making a strong push to even being able to hold a spot in the top 10 rankings. In order for the Giants to become just as competitive as the Dodgers and the Padres right now, the front office would have to ship off a myriad of young talented players who were originally intended for being the faces of our future franchise when they first came to the Giants. The cold hard truth is that even though the front office has figured out a way to place an entertaining product on the field for us to enjoy and consume as loyal Bay Area fans, the fact of the matter is that the Giants are still a rebuilding team at the end of the day. But the good news is that the future of the Giants has been able to look much brighter, and it's important to note that it's been able to do so without having to trade headliners such as Madison Bumgarner, Mike Yastrzemski, Brandon Belt, or even Kevin Gosman. The front office has made it possible for us to enjoy watching baseball while also setting the team up for success and sustainability in the future. So what can we do as Giants fans? Well, unfortunately, 
We have to stay patient and ultimately trust the process that is in place. One thing that is certain is we can expect entertaining years from here on out. But as for playoff contending years, we might just have to wait a couple more years until our young prospects start making a name for themselves in the big leagues. But here's the thing. Something you have to remember is that Farhan Zaidi is personally responsible for discovering players for the Dodgers, such as Cody Bellinger, Max Muncie, Chris Taylor, Kike Hernandez, Yasmani Grandal, Corey Seager, and so much more. But also, before that, during his time as assistant general manager with the Oakland A's, Zaidi also managed to discover the raw talent that is Ioannis Cespedes. Farhan Zaidi and the rest of the Giants front office are looking at the long game and are not motivated by short-term success, which is what the result would be if they went out and traded all the best talent they have. The reason why a team like the Dodgers have been able to sustain so much success over a long period of time is because they were built to do so, and Farhan was a key contributor to shaping that sustainability. So with that being said, we have to trust that Farhan knows what he's doing because his track record says it all. He knows how to find talent that nobody else can see, and most importantly, the Giants are proving that they can develop a team that is primarily homegrown. Look, at the end of the day, if you're a frustrated Giants fan, I really understand. I I sympathize with you. I really do. Especially when you see teams in the Giants division going out and making these blockbuster deals. But like I said, those teams were built to do that. Since the 2020 trade deadline, the Padres have traded 25 players, and the majority of those 25 players came from their farm system. They were able to buy really expensive players now because of how deep their farm system was, and they spent years investing in that. But they're in win-now mode. The Giants are not in win-now mode. If the Giants were to go out now and trade their entire farm system, then everything they've been trying to build over these past three years would be for nothing. I know it's going to be frustrating to, w- to continue to watch the Padres and the Dodgers dominate, but you have to remind yourself that moves are being made within the Giants organization. So I'm sure with all this talks of the future, you're probably wondering to yourself, when? When are we going to see all this coveted future talent come into fruition at the big league level? And even though I don't know the answers for sure, there are a handful of players we can expect to see over the next two seasons. Let's start with the Giants' top five prospects who have also been ranked in the MLB's top 100 prospects list. Those names are Joey Bart, who is a name we are all too familiar with, Marco Luciano, Heloy Ramos, Hunter Bishop, and Seth Corey. And along with giving you guys a brief introduction to these top five prospects, I also want to mention some additional names who may not be in the top five now, but are well on their way to becoming the top names of the Giants' promising future. Alright, let's go ahead and start with the number one prospect who we all know, and that's Joey Bart. He was able to have a taste of the big leagues in 2020, as we all saw, but it has already been stated by the Giants front office that Bart will be starting the 2021 season in the minors to help further his development. If you need a refresher of what Bart is capable of, just remember the Giants drafted him as the second overall pick in the 2018 draft, and Bart ranked as the 11th overall prospect in all of baseball in 2020. In 2019, he hit 16 home runs and produced a 280 batting average in 79 games. That's a pace that would set him up to reach 33 home runs over a regular 162-game season. As I've mentioned several times, the Giants view Bart as the future backstop, but for now, Bart will start the 2021 season in the minors in order to solidify his skills. Sitting at the number two prospect in the Giants farm system is Marco Luciano 
who is a six foot two shortstop prospect who was the top ranked 16 year old international signing in the 2018 class. He's now 18 and he's already one of the top 25 prospects in all of baseball. A potential star with an explosive swing and 30 plus home run potential. Given the prospect graduations alone that will happen this year, Luciano will probably be a top 15 prospect by the end of the year and has upside to climb even higher. Now, I will admit, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this next prospect's name. His name, his first name is spelled H-E-L-I-O-T. I say Heliot Ramos. People have said Heloit Ramos. All I know is that by the time he gets called up to the big leagues, I will definitely figure this name out. Ramos is quickly climbing by the ranks. The 19th overall pick in the 2017 first-year player draft put together a solid 2019 season between Class A Advanced and Double A. He produced a 290 average while hitting 16 home runs, 24 doubles, and 55 RBIs while committing just two errors in 193 total chances in the outfield, earning him a spot on the minor league all-star team. Now, if you consider yourself a fan that's a little more informed than most Giants fans, then odds are you might have heard Hilo Ramos' name a few times. But the crazy thing is that he's only 21 years old. He's been playing at the same levels as Joey Bart, and Bart is three years older than him. Along with Hunter Bishop, who I will speak about next, Ramos is also a part of the future outfield entourage the Giants are stashing. Alright, moving on to the next prospect, Hunter Bishop. Bishop, the 10th overall pick in 2019, only has 32 professional games under his belt. In that time, at rookie and Class A short season levels, the six foot five outfielder hit 229 with five dingers, one triple, four doubles, 25 runs, and 12 RBIs. Possibly one of the best athletes in the Giants system right here. He originally committed to play football at Washington, but instead he decided to focus completely on baseball at Arizona State. During episode 26 of the Say Hey podcast, I asked Alex Pavlovic, which players in the farm system really gets him excited. And Bishop was one of the names he mentioned, and I've got to say, so am I. If I had to make a prediction of what Bishop's ceiling could possibly look like, I'd say he has 30 home run, 30 stolen base potential while hitting for plus average. I think Bishop might be the real deal here, and I couldn't be more excited for his call-up. All right, real quick, before I break down the fifth-ranked prospect in the Giants organization, I just want to take a moment to remind you all as listeners that you can find the Say Hey podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you want to leave a rating or a review, if you feel so inclined, you can do so on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you so much for your support, guys. It truly means the world. This is episode 30. I can't wait to do 30 more episodes, and I can't wait to start posting more frequently when the 2021 season starts. All right, now that that plug is over, let's go ahead and move on to the fifth-ranked prospect in the Giants organization, Seth Corey, who also happens to be the top pitching prospect for the Giants. Now, out of the top 14 Giants prospects, there's only three that are pitchers, but those three are definitely coming along nicely, especially Corey. The six-foot-two Southpaw earned almost every award possible in 2019, including Most Outstanding Pitcher in the South Atlantic League. In 26 starts, Corey posted a 9-3 record with a 1.76 ERA over 122 and two-thirds innings. The 22-year-old led the organization with 172 strikeouts while limiting opponents to a minor league best 171 batting average and walking just 58 batters. 
Now, along with these five players who are definitely showing signs of greatness, some other names to be aware of are Alexander Canario, Luis Matos, Sean Hagelli, and Kyle Harrison. There are more names that are worth mentioning, which truly proves the depth of this farm system. But if I took the time to mention them all, then this would turn out to be an hour-long show. So some quick things I'll say about the next set of players I just mentioned is that Canario, who, like Ramos, is another 20-year-old outfielder, hit 16 home runs, 54 RBIs, and produced a 318 batting average in 2019. Luis Matos, who's another outfielder who played in his first season in 2019, produced a 367 batting average while stealing 21 bases in only 60 games. And although he only hit seven home runs, reports are saying that he hasn't even tapped into his true power yet as an 18-year-old. Sean Hagelli is 6'11". He's a right-handed pitcher who produced a 3.32 ERA and 143.2 innings in 2019, and he's 6'11". Don't forget that part. Kyle Harrison, who was actually just drafted this past year out of De La Salle High School, another local kid, in 2020, is already showing improvement to his velocity on his fastball, which has reached 97 miles per hour. But at the time he was drafted, his fastball was only averaging 90 to 93 miles per hour. Again, there are so many other names to mention in this farm system, but these are just a handful of the players that stand out to me. And you know what, folks? I get it. I really do. I know the future of this division is looking pretty bleak if you aren't the Padres or the Dodgers, but I hope this episode was able to give you an optimistic view of the Giants' future. My goal for this episode was to help you realize that the Giants are on the rise and there is some serious talent in this farm system. Thank you again for the support you guys have given to this show. That is going to be all for today. And don't worry, even though I took last week off from posting, I'm going to be right back into posting every Tuesday. Folks, be smart out there, stay safe, and most importantly, go Giants.